Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine podcast. My name is John Boccasino, being joined, of course, by Jamie D'Amico here on Believe. We are getting you ready for the Week 8 matchup. It's Patriots Week for the first time this year. The Bills and Patriots square off for the first time really since 2000. There was one start uh, when Matt Castle filled in for Tom Brady. But, Jamie, this is really a dawn of a new era in this rivalry. No Tom Brady roaming the sidelines. No TB12. It's a weird feeling uh, getting ready for this Bills-Patriots game and not seeing the evil empire's uh, director, if you will, on the other sidelines. This, I, I don't know about you, but this is a game that I've been looking forward to because you're right. Things have shifted. They've changed. It's a new Patriots team. And they still have some of the old standbys on the coaching staff. And we all know Bill Belichick is often considered the best ever. But, you know, we are we want to see this game. We want to see how it shakes out. Is Josh Allen going to be confused by the Belichick defense? Is is uh, you know, is the Patriots offense going to going to roll over the Bills' defense, which has had some issues this year. It's going to be an interesting game, and I can't wait. Yeah, buddy, definitely interesting is the right way to put it. You know, everyone had this date on their calendar circled, you know, week eight with Buffalo hosting New England. Uh, Clearly, we had no idea that there weren't going to be fans that were allowed in the stadium, you know, when the schedule was released. But Every year, the biggest barometer for where Buffalo is, whether they close the gap or not, is the Patriots game. That's what happens when you've won the division so many times since Brady and Belichick first teamed up. But this is a totally different Patriots squad. And, uh, you know, RIP Tom Brady's career in, uh, in, in, in New England. He owned the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, so sorry to see it go. Oh my God, dude, tears are flowing right now. Thinking of all those, oh, I'm so glad that, although I will say part of me wanted to see, could the torch fully be passed with a healthy Patriot squad led by Tom Brady and a healthy bill squad led by Josh Allen. I really wanted the bills to overtake the Patriots that way versus having Brady go to another team to play. But we have no control over those circumstances here on believe. So we're stuck with, either Cam Newton, Brian Hoyer, or Jared Stidham leading these Patriots. And Jamie, this is foreign territory for Bill Belichick. It's the first time in 18 years that his team has endured a three-game losing streak. 
Think about that for a second. It's been 18 years. His streak of not losing three in a row was almost old enough to drink and was old enough to vote. That's remarkable how consistent this franchise has been. Yeah, I I mean, they are... They're the gold standard, especially of the free agency era. No other team has been able to be as dominant as them. Now, we've seen other teams. The Ravens have been consistently good. The Steelers have been consistently good. Now, the Steelers have had the same quarterback for many years. The the Ravens have not. And you've seen up and downs from other teams. Um, but, you know... These teams that are in the AFC and play out towards the eastern part of the United States have been consistent in their their dominance over the conference. Now, three losses in a row. I don't take that as a sign that the Patriots are going to roll over and die. They don't have the same amount of talent that they had at one point. They still have Josh McDaniels drawing up plays, and God, he's good at it. Cam Newton is rushing for five yards a carry. Now, they are going to be without some of their top offensive weapons, particularly Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman at, at receiver. That makes me feel good about it, but this is a Patriots team that is going to show up. This game is not a gimme by any stretch. Yeah. Oh, no. God, no. There's no gimmies outside of I think the Chiefs are going to completely steamroll the hapless Jets uh, in, in week eight because we all know the Jets and RIP Jets offense held to four total yards of offense by the Bills in the second half last week. That was great, Jamie, for me to see this defense. People wanted to poo poo the win and the offense stalled in the red zone. Well, they got to the red zone seven or eight times. They did score six field goals by Tyler Bass in getting this win. And I know it wasn't the thorough ass-whooping that Bills fans wanted, but the defense definitely turned a corner, in my opinion, especially with the pass rush. You know, Jerry Hughes has been reinvigorated. His play is really, really looking solid for the defensive end. And the Bills need every ounce of his effort because in spite of all the money the Bills poured into their defensive front four. The results have not been there to match, both with the pass rushing and with the run stuffing. And this is a game, Jamie, versus the Patriots, where you mentioned it earlier. Cam Newton, if he's the quarterback... Actually, before I segue, I want to talk about Cam Newton for a second because I have a theory on Cam Newton's play. So he has not thrown a touchdown. His numbers are god-awful. He has two touchdowns and seven interceptions on the year. He is completing 67% of his passes, mostly because he's doing the dump off and the real short passes. He has no shoulder strength, no arm strength. Anything 15 yards and beyond is an adventure. So the Bills are not going to see uh, the Patriots throw a deep ball, a deep, uh, deep aerial attack on Sunday because Newton does not have it in him. I think and this is purely speculation, Newton is still struggling big time from COVID-19 from the after effects. That's just me putting it out there, but this is not the same Newton that we saw put up 30-plus points in the first three games of the year for the Patriots. It absolutely is not. He was fantastic against the Seahawks, putting up 400 yards of offense, hitting his receivers downfield, hitting his spots. And the thing is, we don't know what COVID does to a body yet. It's just, it. we don't have enough research yet. And this could conceivably be something that is is taking him down a few notches. He may be weaker. He may be slower. 
again, we, we don't know, but it's a good time to be playing the Patriots. And, you know, he was benched last week in favor of Jared Stidham. Now, that's not good because Jared Stidham has shown very little in the few snaps that he's taken in the NFL. So Belichick must have been very disappointed with him. 33 to six was the whooping that the Niners handed upon the Patriots last week where the offense for the Patriots looked totally inept. I, I don't know, Jamie, I'm, I'm not worried about this game. I know there's no gimmies in the NFL, but Julian Edelman has been a Royal pain in the ass for bills fans. Ever since he's been in new England, he's out for the game on Sunday, Nikhil Harry, a vertical threat. He's out for the game on Sunday. The Patriots are without two of their top three receivers for cam Newton and I'm just going to read some of the names and uh, of the Patriots receivers who Cam Newton or Jared Stidham will be throwing to. We all know James White can be lethal out of the backfield. He's a yes. great, he's a great, dangerous, you know, threat for the Patriots. Their top receivers are running backs. James White, Ryan, uh, Rex Burkhead are their top two receiving threats. Then there's a guy named Demir Bird who has 18 catches for 233 yards. A dude named Ryan Izzo, probably no relation to Tom Izzo, and a dude named Jacoby Myers, who has five catches for 67 yards. These are not the murderer's row of weapons for Cam Newton to be slinging the ball around the yard. When you factor in horrible weather that's being predicted for Sunday's game, how can you not see the Patriots try to run the ball 25, 35, 40 times against the Bills on Sunday? That's absolutely what they're going to do. And look out for their big running back, Damian Harris. The guy is averaging 4.6 yards a carry so far this season. He's a load. And he's exactly the kind of player that, well, the Bills have faced earlier in the season um, against the Titans. However, the Bills did a very good job of shutting down, and I'm brain farting here, Henry. Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry, thank you. I kept wanting to say Travis, and I... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Damn it, Travis Henry. (laughs) Out of my brain. Um, But, you know, you're going to see the Patriots run the ball because the Bills have had a hard time with it. They have not gotten good play from their one-technique defensive tackles this year. They're definitely missing big old star on the defensive line. They're running it, and they're throwing short passes. It's going to be screen game, and they're going to make those Buffalo linebackers cover the running backs. I guarantee you they're going to find ways of isolating A.J. Klein on the receivers coming out of the backfield when he's on the field. Trust me on this one. Belichick and um, and McDaniels are, are licking their chops at the thought of A.J. Klein being on the field. Well, when you drop AJ Klein into pass coverage and he's got James White or Rex Burkhead, uh, who he's trying to cover in space out there, that's clearly a mismatch and clearly an advantage for the Patriots. And you mentioned their offensive line, Jamie. The okay, so the backs that the Patriots have are 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 pretty accomplished. Rex Burkhead always seems to do well against Buffalo. James White again could go off for 10, 12 catches, if only for the fact that there's no real other capable bodies for Newton to throw to in this passing attack. I am legitimately worried about the run defense for Buffalo and how well they're going to hold up against the Patriots on Sunday. Again, this, this reminds me a lot of the Eagles game last year 
Um, where now Milano is going to be back on the field. I'm pretty sure the Bills will be at their full complement of linebackers. Milano was questionable, but I'm pretty sure he practiced most of the week. What worries me more than the Bills covering the Patriots' backs uh, in passing games is the run defense because Buffalo on their injury report. There is a legitimate chance, Jamie, that there's three defensive tackles or three defensive ends who don't play on Sunday. I expect Jerry Hughes to be out there, and he has been a man on a mission. But Vernon Butler and Quinton Jefferson were both questionable uh, this week. Butler's nursing a groin injury, which can be a very nagging ailment. And Quinton Jefferson has a knee issue, which is also not good for a big guy on the D-line trying to create pressure. I'm worried, Jamie, that the Patriots are going to run wild against Buffalo. Talk me off the ledge, buddy. Or do you think it's going to be a bad recipe for the Bills defense? Unfortunately, I cannot talk you off the ledge because when you combine the injuries and even if even if Quentin Jefferson and Vernon Butler end up on the field, they're not going to be 100%. And according to Football Outsiders, the interior three of the Patriots offensive line being Joe Thune at left guard, David Andrews at center, and Shaq Mason at right guard. They are the best interior three in the NFL on anybody's offensive line. So what does that mean? That means you're going to see push from the Patriots offensive line, and that has been a major issue this season is the Bills defensive line has been getting pushed backwards, and there's a very good chance That happens again. So what are the Bills going to do to combat that? Here's where you may come off the ledge a little bit. They're going to play man-to-man coverage. They're going to bring the safeties up, and they're going to put eight men in the box, nine men in the box, and say, okay, it's it's time to go out there and slug it out and see what we can do and stop them with numbers. I think that's a good idea, Jamie, to really stuff the box, to dare Cam Newton to throw and beat the Bills with his arm, which, again, I fully believe he is not capable of doing here in 2020. Before we go on to the the stuffing the box a little further with the run defense, I have one point I did come across that Bills fans might feel a little better about when it comes to their – you know me. I'm always – Johnny optimistic, trying to find some positive things for Bills fans. (laughs) You sure are. (laughs) If there's one shining opportunity for Buffalo against, again, a very good Patriots offensive line, it comes for, again, the most uh, on fire Bills defensive player. And that's Jerry Hughes going up against the right tackle for the Patriots. It's been a revolving door. It's been a turnstile in New England so far at the right tackle. Their number one tackle, Marcus Cannon, opted out of the season over COVID concerns. Their number two tackle is on the IR. Their number three right tackle, Justin Heron, hurt his ankle last week. He is questionable to return. He's a decent uh, right tackle out there for the Patriots, but their number fourth option is another sixth-round rookie who is more of a guard than a tackle named Michael Onwenu. He's a huge bulk of a man, 350 pounds, He's apparently pretty agile for someone who's 350, but he is not quick. He can be beat off the edge. He can be beat with a quick push off the line. I think Jerry Hughes is really going to control a lot of the key to this game when it comes to the defense controlling the line of scrimmage. If Jerry Hughes can use and abuse this Michael Onwenu on the right side of the offensive line, I think that could really cause chaos for the run game for the Patriots, which again is going to be the bread and butter on Sunday, given how bad Cam Newton has looked. Now, that being said, that's one fifth of their offensive line. Their interior is incredibly stout, like you mentioned on the O-line, although they're all banged up. 
Uh, Shaq Mason has a calf injury. He's questionable. Thune has an ankle injury. He's questionable. I think Andrews is the only guy who doesn't have an injury designation. So their center should be out there. But you're talking about a Patriots offensive line that does really do a pretty good job uh, with both the with the run blocking for sure. It's not their fault the passing game has been so anemic. When you talk about stuffing the box, Jamie, and getting guys in there, is this the week that we finally see more of a breakout from Ed Oliver? Ed Oliver was pretty good this past week, and I think that if Ed Oliver sees fewer double teams than he has recently, you're you're definitely going to see that. But it has to be Ed Oliver playing at the three technique. He's not a natural one technique. No, he is not. not. No, he is not. Who lines up over the center well. And unfortunately, there are times that the Bills have had to use him that way. Um, will he break out? Uh, it's... It's hard to say, but it looks like his knee injury from earlier in the season when he attempted to trip the running back in an attempt to take him down and hurt himself doing that. Um, he's, I, I think he's coming back and he's doing better with the knee than he was, and it showed last week. Now, it's the Jets, and you have to sort of, you have to sort of consider that when you're looking at, at performances of the entire Bills team. However, I, I think that I, I think that he's still a few steps away from being a hundred percent, and he misses having the big space eater star Lutelele next to him, and he probably misses star as much as anybody, with the exception of Tremaine Edmonds, who I think is missing is missing star, keeping him clean more than anybody else on the team. What are your thoughts on how Edmonds has played? And do you think that there's an opportunity for him to start coming around? Yeah, I think this is really a show me kind of statement game for Tremaine Edmonds. I am not one. It's funny how, you know, divisive Twitter can be and and people are willing to rip to shreds a dude who I believe is still either 20 or just turned 21 and has been a starter for two years in the league. Look, Tremaine Edmonds has not had the best start to his season and he's still got that shoulder injury that I really think is holding him back especially when it comes to the angle of pursuit and attacking the hole there's times you see blockers coming after Tremaine and I'm just speculating but I see him getting very tentative I see him not attacking the hole like he did his first two years in the league and you're right Star Latule being gone is a huge factor for Tremaine Edmonds I think this is the week he has to step up and have his best game of the year because the Patriots have such great threats out of the backfield. The pressure is on Milano and the pressure is on um, Tremaine Edmonds to really get out there and hold their own uh, in the, in the run defense because in the pass defense, because again, this is going to be a very running back heavy game plan that Josh McDaniels draws up. I'm, I'm excited to see Tremaine. I, I can't wait for him to prove all these doubters wrong because look, he is still a talented freak of nature out there. I have another question for you. Now, last week, Matt Milano was on the field for 15 snaps. The Jets had 190 yards of offense, but only 16 of those yards came with Milano on the field. That's 1.1 yards per play. So my question to you, what sort of snap count do you think Milano's going to be on this week? Do you think they're still easing him back in with that pectoral injury that he had? Or do you think this is the week they say, look, buddy, we just got to have you out there because we need somebody to cover these backs out of the backfield? 
I fully trust Buffalo's medical staff. I've never obviously met any of their their training staff or their team doctors, but this is a team that has done a really good job as of late in keeping their players healthy. This year, it's different. COVID, you cannot judge the training staff by the amount of issues and injuries because they were bound to happen with no OTAs and no training camp. So throw that out the window. I think Milano, this is a game the Bills know they need to win, even though, yes, they could lose this game and the sky is not going to be falling. The world's not going to end. But the Bills need, in my opinion, this is a huge statement game opportunity for Buffalo. When you have your fatal enemy, when you've got your mortal enemy looking you square in the eyes and they're struggling, they're down on the mat. In the words of Mortal Kombat, you finish him. You find a way to put the dirt over the Patriots and bury them for the rest of this year. With that being said, if Milano is 100%, I fully expect him to be out there, to be delivering the the great linebacking play that Buffalo Bills fans have come to expect, and to put away these New England Patriots for good. If the Bills can win, I believe they'd have a a three-and-a-half game lead on the Patriots now, the Dolphins are in second place, and they're kind of a different story, but the Bills already beat them once this year. I think this is a huge statement opportunity, even though, again, it's not Tom Brady. This is going to be a game with a lot of eyeballs on it. CBS's number two crew is doing the game on Sunday. If the Bills lose this game, it is a colossal failure, especially when you consider the next two opponents, the Seahawks and the Cardinals. The schedule is only getting worse from here on out. It's the rest of the season is a murderer's row, and it's unbelievable how many former Super Bowl teams over the past couple of years are showing up on the schedule. The Bills have to get the wins where they can. They have to beat a team that only has two wins on the season. They have to beat the Cardinals, who are not the they're not the class of the NFC West at this point, but they are on the rise. They they have to beat the Jets again. Well, they beat the Jets twice. They have to beat the Dolphins again is what I meant. Uh, they have to beat the Broncos because every other game, you've got a lot of teams that are on the schedule that are not only going to make the playoffs this year, but are poised to make a deep run. You have to beat the Patriots. Agreed. This is a must-win game, in my opinion, because then you get to 6-2. and two, You got a nice little buffer heading into a more difficult stretch of the season. Jamie, I want to switch a little bit. We've talked a lot about the Patriots and what they're going to do against Buffalo's defense. We all know, as much as we hate the guy, that Bill Belichick is a genius when it comes to scheming up to take advantage of what you do not do well. And for the first couple of years in the league, Josh Allen has not handled the blitz and the pressure and the cover zero defenses very well. He has been tough uh, to to get uh, a grasp on those systems and to make those adjustments to to capitalize and, and make the quick reads needed to succeed well against that cover zero defense. Bill Belichick does not have a full deck when it comes to his defense on Sunday. Their linebacking core is depleted. Um, Stephon Gilmore is nursing an injury. He may or may not be at full strength out there. This is definitely not a full strength defense for the Patriots. Um, 
One of their defensive tackles is out for the game too. So, and they're missing a couple of their starting linebackers. So this is really, to me, Jamie, I'm curious to see what Belichick's going to do. I don't know if they have the horses or the talent to really, you know, bring the full complement of pressure like we saw him do last year in week four uh, when the when the Patriots really made Josh look bad in the first half and in that week 16 loss in Foxborough. The book is out on what is working on the Buffalo Bills offense from a defensive perspective. It's take away the deep pass, play zone, and don't worry too much about the running game because the Bills haven't been able to get it going yet this year. Because it's going to be super windy uh, on Sunday with 40 mile per hour wind gusts they're expecting, that really hurts the passing game. Now, Josh Allen was brought in because he's got that big arm and it plays well in Buffalo, but nobody's arm plays well in 40 mile per hour winds. It's just physics, man. Science. (laughs) Science is real and science is going to take the ball off course when it comes to the kicking game and the passing game, both teams. So you are able then to compress your zone a little bit because the throws downfield are going to be a crapshoot. So now what you've got is a zone that's taking away the short routes and they're looking at the backfield into the backfield and they are ready to react to the run, which is something the Bills have to do. This may be a game that is very difficult for the Bills to get going because they've got to run successfully, but they haven't shown that they can do that yet. Now, Zach Moss, he played well against the Jets. So how are the Bills going to scheme this up? Well, I think with the expectation that they're going to be running the ball a lot, This looks like a great opportunity to run the play action and get some short passes in there to backs, receiver screens, tight ends, lots of throws under 10 yards. And I want to see them scripted that way. I don't want to see Josh Allen have to check down to a receiver that's four yards downfield. I want that to be the intended target. And that's when you're going to see the Bills moving the ball because frankly, that's what the Patriots do almost constantly is you'll see two receivers out in patterns just running a clear out of the zone for the running back coming out of the backfield. That's going to work against the Bills, but that's also going to work for the Bills when they're on offense. How ironic would it be, Jamie, if after all those years of Julian Edelman and Tom Brady terrorizing the Bills and giving Bills fans nightmares, if Cole Beasley can replicate what he did against the Jets zone defense last week, hauling in what 10 or 11 passes for a buck 12. I think this passing offense the Bills have is the most potent they've ever had against Bill Belichick. I know we expect a lot of dime coverage from the Patriots and the wind is going to be a major, major factor. So I'm not saying they take shots downfield and throw 30, 40 yard passes, but with John Brown fully healthy and expected to return to the field, with him, with Cole Beasley, with Stephon Diggs, with Gabriel Davis, there's weapons galore. And the Patriots do play a lot of dime, but I think this is the first time the Bills can with confidence say they are the better team when it comes to all around and especially the passing offense versus the passing defense. Now, I really want to see Stephon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore have a classic showdown. I want to see that matchup is going to be dynamite. We all know how good of a lockdown corner Gilmore is, although he's definitely struggling a bit more this year than last year when he won defensive player of the year. What are you expecting out of the Diggs-Gilmore matchup? 
I'm not expecting much because I don't think Gilmore is playing. I think Gilmore is trying to take care of his body because he's going into his free agent. Well, he's not going into his free agent season, but he knows darn well that the Patriots are not going to stick with him beyond this year. Um, Earlier in the season, the Patriots took $4 million of a bonus that was due to him next year and gave that to him this year. And why did they do that? They wanted to get his bonuses off of the books for next year, which was scheduled to be his last under contract. They're working hard to trade him right now. And and Gilmore was criticized in his final season in Buffalo for avoiding contact, for trying to take it easy, playing not to get hurt. Well, people in New England are saying he's doing exactly the same thing now because he expects to be a free agent after this year, after the Patriots let him go. So either they're trading him or they're cutting him and it's coming soon based on the fact that the uh, Patriots held him out of practice this week, despite there not being a known injury. So there's some intrigue going on there. Cue the conspiracy theorist to get involved with our conversation here about Stefan Gilmore. I, I, I don't know. I still think he's going to play, but I think you make a lot of valid points as to why he would sit this one out. And if he does advantage bills by far, the passing attack will have the advantage over the Patriots, uh, the Patriots do have a really, um, I guess they were fourth in the NFL in an amount of dime coverage plays last year. Um, but they also have a big physical safety named Adrian Phillips who can double as a linebacker who could spy, you know, your Zach Mosses or your devil Devin Singletary's out of the backfield. The Patriots do not get after the quarterback very well. Josh Allen should have time to throw and find the open receivers. I want to see John Brown getting involved early and often. I think it's going to be, it cannot be overstated the importance of John Feliciano returning again on the field at the guard spot to get this running game going. Maybe Zach Moss is the one we start to give the carries to a little bit more often than Singletary. I know Devin is good at turning a three yard loss into a two yard gain, but Zach just looks really comfortable in the backfield. And I expect to see the bills doing a lot of trying to get the ground game going early and hopefully the Bills have fixed. Mitch Moore said it best. He was saying there's a communication issue when it comes to getting proper blocking calls all along the line, which is why he's saying the Bills have struggled to get the ground game going. I hope this is the week, Jamie, that they get on the same page. You would hope. And it's not a surprise because it's been kind of musical chairs at the internal, well, in, I was going to say the internal line positions, but really just the guards. And until they start playing together, those those communication issues are going to persist. And frankly, Brian Winters doesn't look like he belongs as anything more than a token backup. And now we're looking at Cody Ford being out uh, this week. So Buffalo's still not going to be back to full strength. John Feliciano, you know, he's not a world beater, but he's better than what the Bills have been putting out there. And really, he is an emotional leader on the team. And it seems like the Bills are lacking fans. They've lost some leaders along the way. Um, you know, past couple seasons, they've lost Lorenzo Alexander. They've lost uh, Kyle Williams. These are players that kept the other guys' heads in the game. And you get the sense that John Feliciano is the same type of guy. So hopefully he's the type of player that when he's out there, he's going to be able to stoke a fire under the other guys, tell them to shape up and start hitting people. That's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. Because without the ground game, 
the Bills can't win on Sunday because the passing game is just not going to be as effective as in a normal week. I want to see a healthy dose of the ground game. I still think the Bills will test this Patriots secondary with those quick passes. Cole Beasley is going to have to be a guy to really continue his momentum. John Brown, again, is going to be a huge addition being back on the field and fully healthy. This, Jamie, I said it earlier, it's a statement game, and I know it's only week eight, and the Patriots are a two and four squad. And you might say, why, John, is this a statement game? Well, it's the Patriots, first of all. And second of all, Sean McDermott, even though they played the Patriots tough twice last year, he has never beaten Bill Belichick in his six previous matchups. I don't care that the Patriots are banged up. I don't care that they're dinged up. You have to beat the teams that are in front of you. And if the Bills somehow don't get a way to win on Sunday, it's going to be very disappointing for me for this season that had so much hope and so much optimism. So let's get into our segue of the predictions for the game on Sunday, Jamie. We've mentioned blustery conditions, up to 40-mile-an-hour winds, miserable conditions at the stadium. Do you think Buffalo is able to get the Patriots monkey off their back and get the win? Here's what I think. Bill Belichick has been an expert at confusing Josh Allen. He's been fantastic at it. And I'm saying that the ground game has to be the key because the passing game isn't going to work. I don't mean 100%. You're going to see passing. It's a necessity. But he's still going to be able to confuse Josh Allen. That's okay because it comes down to the running game this week. Now, the Patriots, with their interior offensive line, They've shown that they can run the ball. Uh, Cam Newton, he can run the ball. The Buffalo Bills have not shown that they can. The better running team wins the game. That's going to be the Patriots. They're winning this one 24-20. So Jamie's taking the Patriots to snap their three-game losing streak. I am saying the Bills are going to come out. I'm not calling for a dominant victory, but I think the Bills will have this one in hand all the way throughout. I say Buffalo picks up the win to get to six and two. We'll go with a 27 to 19 score. I think Josh Allen is going to continue to build upon what he did well against the Jets last week. I know their defense is nowhere near uh, what the Patriots can potentially be. But again, this is a banged up and depleted Patriots team. And if the Bills want to take that next step, Sean McDermott himself said the Patriots are the team to beat the AFC East until they're beaten. And then they're still the champions until they're beaten. I think the journey to the AFC East crown gets a little bit easier this week. I think Josh Allen handles whatever Belichick throws his way. I think the bills are fully healthy at the receiver game. I think Feliciano's return to the O-line makes a huge difference for both the run game and the pass blocking. And I think the defensive line builds upon what they established last week versus the jets. They get again after uh, Cam Newton, they, they limit the, the running game is going to have success, but I think this is a bend don't break kind of game. I could see the Patriots getting three or four field goals, whereas the Bills convert their drives into touchdowns. And I'm saying 27 to 19, Bills get the win. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope that this is not a cruel trick or treat where Bills fans get all excited for this game and then, hey, trick, the Patriots are back to their old selves. But I just don't see it. There's too many injuries. There's too much that's going in Buffalo's favor. And I just, I I finally believe, Jamie, the 20 year Western New York nightmare is over with. The Bills get the win to go to six and two. If they don't, we're going to have a whole bunch of issues to talk about next week on Believe. But again, as you know, win or lose, all of our Bills fans are invited to come back and give their opinions here. 
Get involved with our podcast. Jamie is at the Jamie D'Amico on Twitter. I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment, of course, on our articles or tweet at Buff Rumblings. Jamie, thanks as always for bringing it. Have a safe and happy Halloween and uh, go Bills.